0: Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LeBurge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Inspiring you to bring God back into the conversation of the day. This is Mornings with Carmen LeBurge on Faith Radio. Good morning, good morning. It is the eleventh of April, twenty twenty three. I'm Carmen LeBurge listening to Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Um, let's see, it's it's Tuesday, and so let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us have Christ be made known to others in the breaking of the bread. May you consider today um, the walk to Emmaus and the experience of those first generation of disciples whose hearts burned within them as Jesus made clear to them all the things throughout the Old Testament that had been spoken um, of him. Like he made all of those things come to light. And so maybe spend some time today considering all that God has revealed about himself and his plan in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the person of Jesus and his life and death and resurrection. Um, a good uh, echo effect day. Like, what are the echoes of the Old Testament that you not only see and understand because of the New Testament and in light of the life of Jesus, but that you have really come to like deeply appreciate um, about the reality of who God is unchanging over the course of time? You know, He knows the end from the beginning, and He is the first and the last and the living one. And so let's uh, let's be considering the new testament in the context of the old and uh, and let's be considering our lives today in the context of the unfolding redemptive history uh, right that uh, over which god is um, creator and redeemer and sustainer and providential and uh, let's rest in that today today's growing your faith verse of the day comes from first john Chapter 4, verse 17, if you've not signed up to do so already, please sign up to get the Growing Your Faith verse of the day. First thing in your inbox, it comes with a beautiful piece of artwork um, every single day. And so, you know, suitable for posting on your own social media if that is uh, a choice that you'd like to make. In fact, I, it occurred to me last night as I was listening to a conversation um, between Senator Marco Rubio and a, and a person interviewing him, um, he posts a verse of the day on his social media every single day. And I sat there wondering, I wonder where Marco Rubio like gets his verse of the day. And I thought, I don't know, maybe he signs up for it at MyFaithRadio.com. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just a thought. I know, the passing thoughts of Carmen as she's listening to the news. 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face God with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Let's unpack this verse here for just a moment. As we live in God. So this is a statement made to Christians about the life of the Christian and the confidence that the Christian has before the throne of God. So as we live in God, I mean, exactly how do we do that? How do we live in God? Well, we live in God because we live in Christ. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And then the passage says, love is then perfected in us. So as we live in God, as we live in Christ, and Christ lives in us, love is perfected in us. That's a process. It happens over the course of time. It's the process of being refined, of being conformed by one degree of glory to another, more into the likeness of Christ. It is the process of sanctification. Yes, you are justified um, by by your faith in the grace alone in God who has redeemed you in Christ Jesus. Yes, that work is finished. That justifying work is finished, but that sanctifying work, that goes on every single day. Love is being perfected in us, moment by moment as the Holy Spirit is working on us and working in us to bring us into greater conformity with who Christ is. That's, that's what this passage means when it says, as we live in Christ, or as we live in God, in Christ, love is perfected in us. This is perfecting process underway right now. So on the judgment, you know, at judgment, when you stand before the one and only Holy God, you will not stand there in fear. You'll be able to face God with confidence. Your own confidence? Oh, no. No, but the, but the confidence that comes in being covered in the righteousness of Christ. The writer says, um, you'll be able to face God with confidence because, so this is causal, this is conditional and causal here, we live like Jesus in the world. So what exactly does that look like to live like Jesus in the world? Well, it means that we're going to be full of grace and truth. We're going to be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We're going to be serving as a living demonstration of the kingdom values in the midst of the kingdoms of this world. We're going to love others extravagantly. So this is my encouragement to you today to live into this uh, growing your faith verse of the day from 1 John 4:17. Next up Nick Pitts is going to join us. We're going to talk about a range of headlines from over the weekend. You know, it was Easter weekend. It was Easter weekend and lots of people used it um, to have fun and to make fun. But do people actually know what Easter is? That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Nick Pitts is joining us. He's a fellow at the Institute for Global Engagement, and this was his last Easter to get to be the youngest person in his family at an Easter egg hunt because he's having a baby. There you go. Good morning, Nick. That is
1: so true, Carmen. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. I know I just I, I just changed your total reality, but next year you will not be the youngest person collecting eggs at the Easter egg hunt.
1: What are we going to do? What I am going to have fun. I know, I know but he or she, he or she,
0: is going to be so toddler cute by then. I am
1: just oh my <laughs> goodness, that's dang truth. I know.
0: So the first time that it happens, well, which probably won't be next Easter because little person will not be walking around by then. But, but the, <laughs> but the following year, all right. So you've got. I am just, I am warning you in advance. Two Easters from now, <laughs> two Easters from now, you are going to say to yourself, as that little person is is picking up Easter eggs. Because they're going to be walking away from you when you do that. And you're going to say to yourself, there is my heart walking around on the outside of my body.
1: And she's <laughs> got arms and like, legs and who knew? That
0: is totally going to happen. I'm just warning you in advance. There you go. Okay. So um, Saturday Night Live had an Easter weekend show opener that, if people are not familiar with what happened at the Last Supper, like the initial part of the program is pretty spot on.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah. So the initial part was uh, similar to Star Wars. Um, you have the rolling opening that kind of provides a context for what's about to happen in the opening of a Star Wars. It's the famous scrolling of the words across the across the screen into the galaxy far, far away. And the opening of the opening of Saturday Night Live does the exact same thing. It shares um, shares a pretty accurate understanding of what the Easter holiday is, um, and then pretty prescient of them. They also, uh, they bring it back to someone. um, They bring it back to President Trump, comes in and introduces himself and and compares himself to what's happening with Jesus. Is the same thing that's happening to him, which unfortunately, uh, um, there have been some individuals on Twitter as well as in the halls of Congress that have done the very same thing, comparing what President Trump is going through to what Jesus went through during the Easter holiday.
0: Yeah, and I used this example yesterday, Nick, because there are members of the um of the state house in Tennessee doing the same thing, comparing what's happening to them to what happened to Jesus, um and comparing their experiences of Good Friday and Easter um you know compare I I just don't think you can make those parallels. I don't really care who you are and what you're enduring. You are not experiencing in any way shape or form what Jesus experienced. First of all, you're not who he is. And you're and you're not experiencing in this life genuinely what he experienced during his life on Earth. So I I just don't I don't think the parallels are accurate no matter who you are.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. One, one, it's just it's distressing, one, uh, to see that, two, it's um, it's like you said; it's a false comparison. The extent to what Jesus has done um, and what He continues to do through us, and what He did two thousand years ago, is nothing like the political uh, difficulty that some of our uh, on both sides of the aisle individuals are facing. I think it's a it's a gra- it's a far grasp, and an inaccurate grasp to try to relate with audiences. Um, but at the end of the day, I just I, I think it's a subtle way that some individuals have are are seeing how political means are used to bring salvific ends um, and that's the contrary to jesus's message i think that just increasingly shows how many people are see politics as a form of religion today and that's why i think it's such a prevalent on both sides of the aisle illustration that people are drawing on
0: all right. Yesterday was the uh, White House Easter egg roll. It's been going on uh, now for many, many years, and apparently Easter egg um, adventures across the country now include adult-only events. Uh, there was a town-wide event uh, for adults, the Adult Extravaganza Egg Hunt, um, prize-filled eggs strewn across a playground in Chicago's um, uh, in a recreational neighborhood of Chicago, um, again, for for adults. We're going to talk about um, what's going on across the country in terms of the growth of Easter as something like a new Christmas, both still without Jesus. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Nick Pitts is here with us, and he's going to help us understand What's happening uh, in the culture as Christians? Um, So, Nick, uh, lots of Easter events, Easter parades, Easter egg rolls, Easter egg hunts, many of them designed not for children but for adults because increasingly adults don't have children. They just want to behave like them. So um, what's going on? Uh, What are your observations as, you know, a a social science observer? Um, Is Easter the new Christmas and are both still coming to us in large measure without Jesus?
1: Oh, yeah. I think I think you bring up such a great point. We are increasingly are seeing individuals that are – I think there's two strands of it uh, is what I've kind of noticed over the coming years. One, you're starting to see individuals that are participating – um, adults will say that are participating in Easter egg hunts. Um, there even, I saw it uh, in a couple of articles individuals that were doing Easter egg hunts for adults and that they weren't looking for candy, but they were looking for little bottles of wine. They were looking for little pieces of alcohol, stuff that was primarily targeted towards adults. Again, wanting to recreate the holiday, albeit with their own intensive measures. And then the second thing you're starting to see, which is just increasingly interesting, is just the significant amount of gifts recreating, like you said, the kind of Christmas tradition of giving gifts um, and, uh, and kind of ex- kind of intensifying it for the Easter holiday. So it's we've all gotten gifts of baskets over the years, but those baskets have increasingly been crowded out with a vast majority more gifts similar to the Christmas holiday where it's becoming much more of a gift giving and unfortunately, similar to Christmas, and um, the reason for the season is being crowded out with it, and, and we've got some numbers behind it as well. Gallup has traditionally done a poll to indicate um, how many people are actually celebrating this ho- celebrating holidays um, with the religious elements still intact. And we've seen it around Christmas, right? So in uh, two thousand five, around forty seven percent viewed Christmas as a strongly religious holiday, and that's how they practice it and up to twenty nineteen that number had dropped to thirty five percent and i if a, if a, there was if there isn't any polling relative to Easter, but if I was a betting man, I would dare say that the same the same numbers and the same trend line probably follow as well increasingly as we're looking for a reason to celebrate and we're finding uh the religious underpinnings an origin of these holidays is insufficient in a secular mind's eyes.
0: I wonder well, I mean we haven't seen the numbers yet from church attendance this past uh, Easter weekend but I do find myself wondering if you know following the covid pandemic when people definitely got into a rhythm of not actually physically going to church I wonder um you know just think about uh the service that I attended uh this you know, this past Sunday morning, we went to a sunrise service. It's kind of our become our traditional thing, and it was definitely not as well attended as it has been in the past. Um, my own home church was full, um, but we have one service right now instead of the two that we had prior to COVID. And so I guess there's just this part of me that's kind of wondering, you know, in people's lived experience, um, has COVID changed things in ways that we are not coming back from yet? Um, And what does that begin to look like when we're even talking about the, you know, the highest of the holy days for Christians, uh, you know, Easter paramount among them?
1: Yeah, I I know that there's been, there was an article, I believe it was in the it was either in the New York Times or it might have been Religious News that talked about how there is still a boost in individuals that are participating online in um, religious services during the Easter holiday, and so we're still seeing the remnants of what happened over COVID as individuals are are going less to church but are watching church via online or video functions, and so I think there's an element to that. What what's what we know from the past, though, and I, what I'm hoping is that the past continues to rhyme its way into the present moment, is that you, traditionally, after these types of pandemics and these significant public health scares, we start to see an uptick in religious observance. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that just yesterday or earlier this week, um, President Biden has officially ended the, quote-unquote, the pandemic now. And so now as we're living in this post-pandemic world, I'm hoping we're starting to see that individuals are asking themselves, what are the priorities I want to organize my life around when I had to strip so much of my life activities away during this pandemic? Hopefully religion continues to be a part of that and specifically Christianity. And they they find a God that was there waiting for them all all the more while they were running away from him. But we're still not sure yet. But I would dare say that people, as we can continue to see throughout the culture, people are looking for a reason to celebrate. And Jesus gives us plenty of reasons to celebrate, and he commands us to rejoice. And hopefully they find his home, find that reason to celebrate in him.
0: Uh, all right, Nick, um, what is what is the timeline uh, at your house?
1: The timeline? Oh, who— who knows? Is there is there such a thing as a timeline well, right now? I mean,
0: isn't we is there are. is there is an expectation? Yes, is there a oh, date yeah, on the calendar yeah. for the expectation? Well, it's any day now, so we're hoping. Oh, that's what was, I thought. I thought. I yeah. thought. I thought we were. I thought it was close, but you know, I haven't been counting it down like quite like you have.
1: Yeah, so we've got little little Dorothy Alice is going to be here soon. Oh. So we are, oh. we are we are we are we are ready. You know, it's um. So the the name comes from both of our grandmothers, and so Dorothy is my wife's uh, uh, grandmother's name, and then Alice is my grandmother's name. Both incredibly strong women, um, and so very grateful um, for all that they have meant to us and done for us, and exemplified. And so to be able to honor them while they're both still living is a is a great joy, um, and can't wait for a little Dorothy. Uh, To join us.
0: And um, Nick, remind me of your wife's first name? Lauren. Lauren. Can I pray for Lauren Uh, and and Dorothy and all of you? uh, Of course. Father, we come before you with great expectation and joy. We thank you so much for knitting Nick and Lauren's lives together as one, and we thank you for the way that you are producing in and through them, um Dorothy Alice's life we know that you're knitting her together even now you're perfecting her even now she's fearfully and wonderfully made father we want to celebrate the gift of of her life um and we want to uh, we want to pray over her in advance that she would become um a woman after your own heart that her life would be one of of joy and response to who you are and your goodness and your grace Uh, We thank you for entrusting her, the sacred trust of a child, to these precious parents, and we ask that you would give them everything that's necessary um, for raising her well to know you and to love you and to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. You are the best, Carmen.
0: It is with great joy that we um, expect you to be a Like, I mean, you're already a dad, but like fully a dad, like having held her and changed her little, you know, diaper and everything by the next time we talk. Like, we can't wait.
1: I am joining a fierce competition for World's Greatest Dad and what I lack in talent, as I often do, I'll make up for an effort and can't wait.
0: Oh, we're so excited. We're so excited. Thanks for being here, man. So
1: great to be with you,
0: Carmen. That's Nick Pitts. He's a fellow at the Institute for Global Engagement. And the next time we talk to him, he's going to be a dad. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. I find great, um, great cause for prayer when I read the headlines of the day or when I hear them. Um, And so one of my practices is to simply turn to God in those moments and oftentimes shaking my head, you know, just acknowledge, Father, you know, the days in which I live are dark um, and terribly dreadful things are happening in the lives of so many people. And I lift this up before you. I don't know how to influence what is happening you know in the, in the west bank and the gaza strip i don't know how to affect what's happening in uh, uh you know in israel but you do and you see it and you know it and you love it and every grain of sand in that place uh has been a part of not only your wild imagination since before creation but uh you know a place father where you have been a diligent work among people over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And so yesterday when I read this interview with Rabbi Leo D., who, if you have not heard his name yet, um, well, let me just tell you, he, Rabbi Leo D. Um, and his family were in two vehicles traveling for the holiday weekend. They were going to spend the weekend in Tiberias. And his wife and Two of his daughters were in one vehicle, um and he was with his other children in the other vehicle and There was some distance between the two of them. Um, he had left first, so he was further along the route and um one of uh the kids in his car uh, took note of the fact that there had been a shooting at an intersection that they had passed through um, a little bit earlier, but definitely you know on their route and um it was his wife and two daughters whose vehicle had been targeted, was riddled with bullets. Um, His daughters were pronounced dead at the scene. His wife was airlifted to a hospital in Jerusalem where um, she, where they attempted to provide life-saving surgery to um, repair the damage done um, after a bullet struck her in the base of her spine and one um, through her head. Um, She died of her injuries and so their family of seven as he has said is now um, a family of four and part of rabbi leo d's statement um well this is what he said in part for too long we have let a small minority try to convince us there's no such thing as right and wrong everything is now relative and i guess it's cathartic to do this because sometimes um when we do wrong um we, we know it. And so we just say, well, we just live with we just live with these realities. But if we pretend that there is no right and wrong, then before you know it, any terrorist is justified to kill any innocent civilian anywhere at any time because, well, he has his sense of cause. He went on to say that the deaths of his wife and his two daughters is a product of a broken culture that doesn't differentiate between, quote, good and evil. If you're not aware of this, um, tensions have soared across the region, uh, across Israel over the past week. There have been terror attacks in Israel and the West Bank. A suspected Iranian drone launched from Syria last week found its target. Clashes at the Al-Asqa Mosque in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. A rocket fire from the Gaza Strip into Israel. A barrage of rockets from Lebanon on Thursday into Israel. A rocket attack from Syria on Saturday night. On and on and on and on and on. So as tensions rise across the region, the U.S. has actually deployed a guided missile submarine capable of carrying up to 154 Tomahawk missiles to the Middle East. Now, the Navy, the U.S. Navy, rarely acknowledges the location or the deployment of our subs. um, But clearly, it's tactical to do so, to tell people that you're there, you're present, you're close by, you're in the waters just off their coast. This particular nuclear-powered submarine um, based out of Kings Bay, Georgia, passed through the Suez Canal on Friday and is in the region um, in part. It is understood to um, be sure that Iran is aware that we are on the scene. Yeah, tensions are high um, across the world right now, and we're going to talk with Luke Moon specifically about what's going on in Israel um, and uh yeah, and maybe we'll uh, take a, uh, a glance at what's happening around the island of Taiwan. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. The wise men will bow down before the throne.
2: And at his feet, they'll cast their golden crowns.
0: Luke Moon is joining us. Uh, you can find him at philosproject.org. You can also find him at providencemag.com. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. How are you? Okay, can can you well, uh, I am well. He is risen.
2: He is. He's risen indeed.
0: Mhm. So it's Easter, so you know, I'm I'm good because I'm living on this side of Easter. Um I'd love for you to help us understand what is happening in Israel. It was, you know, the Christian Holy Week, also the Jewish Passover, um, also Ramadan, um, and it has been a time of increasing not just tension, but but violence. Yeah. No,
2: it has been. It's, it, it's The violence has been escalating for the last, I would say, month or so, maybe a little bit longer. I think um, a lot of the region is, is taking an opportunity because of the internal divisions within Israel over the judicial reform uh that was that caused a lot of protests in israel and it just there was you know the the enemies of israel saw an opportunity to exploit the division um and it you know kind of expected ramadan uh this year to be a bit hotter than normal i mean i, I mean really you gotta i mean ramadan for those who don't know you can't eat uh anything from sun up to sun down, and so basically, you get a lot of people who get hangry, uh, and um, I, I think it's it's one can expect this type of thing every, every time, um, and you know it was, it's there. Were, there's been ongoing clashes. There was a uh, there was fireworks and and uh, rocks stored in a aqsa mosque, and then so the police had to go and get that stuff out and. It was shown on social media. Israeli police are storming Al-Aqsa, which always gets uh, on social media. Just causes all kinds of um, uh, you know wild accusations, and it gets people into the streets and stuff. Um, and and then also rockets coming out of uh, Lebanon uh, being into Israel, and then also Gaza. Uh, so it was really quite a busy uh, week. Last week, really, with uh, Passover, the the rockets from Lebanon and Gaza were launched on Passover itself. Uh, And, you know, Israel's Passover is like there is like like Christmas or, you know, nothing's open. Um, The whole country closes down. And this time, because it was also Ramadan and Easter, it just kind of was extra closed down. Um, And so, you know, for these types of violent acts to take place during that time, it's really, you know, it really caused a lot of uh, frustration. But there was also scenes, you know, I I saw a lot of pictures, Carmen, of of the various, you know, three major Abrahamic faiths practicing their stuff, right? The, mm-hmm. the holy fire that takes place in Church Holy Sepulchre, which is the start of the passing of of uh, of um, of a candle and lights up and lights up and fills the whole Church of the Holy Sepulchre with candlelight. It's pretty spectacular to, to see um processions everywhere. Uh all, all you know uh obviously Passover Satyrs going on all over the country. And so even in the midst of these tensions, which are which are what's making you know the, the international headlines, there were people faithfully practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their religion at the, in, in, in the midst of all of that, um, you know, you know, and they're not going to let, you know, a few things here and there get in the way it seems.
0: So I would just like to note that the, um, uh the orthodox christian celebration of the holy fire ceremony at the church of the holy sepulcher like they're not using like those tiny little candles that we <laughs> use on christmas eve uh to the singing of silent night like they're using like like torch candles like I, I don't know what's up with that but they're getting some like major fire going
2: well they're they're bound they're little candles but they're 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 like the sickness, carmen of like birthday candles but imagine oh. holding like 50 of them at one time right oh. like that's that's how it is they're little teeny candles but there's a lot of them. uh uh-huh. and so they, it's it does produce like uh yeah it's like one of those you know when the movies, is the, the guy lights the torch when he goes into the cave it's basically what it looks like a,
0: yes it totally you know, does it's you, quite <laughs> extraordinary
2: it, it is it's, All right. it's I've not seen it. I I've never been actually in Israel during Easter uh, or or that time. Just, um, but it it looks the videos I've seen it just looks incredible.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's me too. I'm uh, I'm 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 thinking here about what I've seen on YouTube. So there you go. I know it's radio and you can't see what we're talking about, but uh, you can either use your imagination or you can go to YouTube and just type in "Holy Fire Church of the Holy <laughs> Sepulcher and it, the videos will pop up. It's pretty impressive. Okay. Um, talk with us a little bit, um, about the the support that Bibi Netanyahu has. I know there's been a lot of back and forth. I think that the release of these, the illegal release of these, um, American intelligence documents, apparently, also includes some information that um, uh, is related to Israel as well. Um, you know, they're obviously an ally of ours, and we're concerned about what's happening um, in, in what is a v- seemingly tenuous coalition of the Netanyahu government?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, a week ago, Carmen, uh, there was a poll that was done that showed even, you know, even with all the protests taking place, I mean, you know, there were points in which, you know, the equivalent of like 10% of the population of Israel had was out protesting uh, the, the judicial reform and, uh, Act That was being pushed through the Knesset uh and it was looking like BB was doing fine, and then the poll come out this week he's not doing he, he's losing support now i it's unclear whether he's losing support because he backed down or because you know people are are just so frustrated with how the how the whole thing played out um but yeah if if elections were held today uh BB's coalition would lose, certainly. Um and you know, it would there there's a lot of internal tension going on in Israel. Like I said before, it it you know, the what you're seeing play out is what you see play out all over the world right now, which is there's there there there's a lot of elections over the last several years that have been very slim margins and and whoever's ruling with the win, you know, still perceives that they have some big mandate and goes about trying to make a big policy change. Uh, and it, it just, I'm not sure that works. Um, you know, the, 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 lead that BB in Knesset, BB had 64 seats. You need, you know, out of 120, which is only a four seat margin. And it doesn't, if he loses uh, those four seats, then Israel goes into elections and everything falls apart. Uh, so they did a, they pushed back against um, where there was a basically a, a deal struck with Bibi and everybody to say, well, let's let's you know let's calm down and do Passover uh, and and uh, ha- ha- which is the Holocaust Remembrance uh, Day, which is uh, next week, and you know then we'll then we'll go back to it right so um so we'll see how it plays out i mean that th- it's a pretty big swing to go from he's doing just fine to you know he's doing terrible in a week which makes me think that you know probably could do for you know some some adjustments my my sense is he doesn't he hasn't lost as much support but the the violence that's coming uh, has been has been you know it there are some that are are saying you know the violence is is what we're going to get ongoing uh with this government and you know that kind of thing so it's it, it there's a lot playing into support for bb right now but it's uh yeah the one poll last week said he's up the poll this week says he's down my guess is he's somewhere in the middle
0: yeah uh mark has texted in on the text line Uh, We're leaving with our church in three weeks for a tour of Israel for 10 days. Do you think it will be safe to go? Here's my response, Luke. How amazing and wonderful, Um, first of all, like, great. That's amazing and wonderful. Uh, And I would say it's always safe and it's never safe. I've been a couple of times um, to Israel. Luke goes on a regular basis. I am going to say go. Luke, are you going to say go?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I live 20 miles north of New York City, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody was killed in New York City last night. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Like that's yeah. that's really. I mean, any any the, the tour uh, groups that go, the the church groups that go on particular, um, you know, your your tour operator, uh, they they all know where the hot spots are, and if there's something comes up, they'll they'll kind of avoid that area, and uh, you know, it's it's in their best interest to keep you safe. And That's so, it, you know, and if something happens, I, like we all live in different parts of this country where if something happens in one part of the country, you don't always know, you know, and people, I mean, I've been there where, you know, where Lily, you know, a quarter mile away, there was, you know, clashes and I would, you know, looking out my hotel window, looking down at the street, nobody cared. <laughs> right? Like right. it's, it was, it's a very, people are, are, Kind of used to it, but it and it's actually uh, Jerusalem is one of the safest big cities in in, in the whole world. Uh, so it's it's a very safe place. And enjoy your time with your church.
0: Extraordinary, extraordinary experience. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Luke Moon here in just a moment. We are going to talk about the intelligence leaks here in the United States um, and the impact of those around the world. That's up next. Real mornings with Carmen. You've probably noticed that Easter has exploded onto the scene. If you've been to any store of any kind lately, you know that Easter candy now explodes throughout the seasonal aisle of every retail establishment. There's no question that after a long winter, we're all ready for the resurrection hope of spring. But are we ready for the real resurrection hope of Easter? Easter isn't about egg hunts or bonnets or baskets. It's about Jesus. If you'd like to know more about what it means to begin a relationship with Christ, or you've got questions about what Easter really means, just text the word FAITH to 41224. Faith Radio, connecting faith to life. You might be familiar with Minecraft. It's a game. You might be familiar with Minecraft Steve. And apparently Minecraft Steve knows a whole lot more than he's supposed to know. So Minecraft has a server called Discord. And about a month ago, somebody posted some classified U.S. military documents Um, on Minecraft's Discord server. And apparently they sat there for nearly a month until somebody cross-posted them or parts of them on another channel called 4chan. Now that is a channel that the U.S. government monitors. And so they became aware that their top secret documents um, were out there in the public Sphere and in the public eye, um, Luke. What uh, what was leaked of particular concern? And then maybe just a conversation about how loose um, how loose our control of information seems to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it, this leak uh, was probably uh, people said probably the biggest since uh, the Snowden leak about a decade ago. Uh, you know, it exposed uh, our relationship, uh, our our spy network in relation to our friends and foes alike. Um, you know, it was it included stuff, you know, like we have somebody who's very close to Zelensky. Surprising. Uh, but it also shows that we have somebody within the Wagner group, which is the which is the really nasty, um, uh, you know, uh, mercenary group out of Russia. Um, it 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 said that you know Mossad uh, was allowing its its uh, agents to participate in the anti-Bibi Netanyahu protests. Um, it you know it talked about the you know our relationship with South Korea and you know other nations and how you know it, a lot of it had to do with the war in in Ukraine and included you know how uh you know how many weapons that the ukrainians had and what where their weaknesses were and that kind of stuff it was very it was unfortunately very detailed uh reports are that it was um there there's a daily briefing uh that the president is given and it was documents from that daily briefing um and there's a very small group of people that's allowed to you know have that information uh it was it was on paper. It was ta- the pictures the, the paper was, was taken pictures of photographs, I guess is the best word. Um and it, of photographs sitting on a on like a table with magazines around it and some, you know, Ziploc bags. It just it was very random kind of way it was uploaded. Um you know, and and, and it has caused a lot of obviously, you know, um uh, you know, with <laughs> any time there's an intel leak like this, the, you know, people are like, what? You know, you're spying on me. I mean, come on. They're like they're spying on us. We're spying on them. That's not the bad part. The bad part is that, you know, it it shows the world what we're seeing and how much we know. And, you know, it it, it allows for some of those, particularly the human intelligence, um uh, gathering individuals puts them at risk, and that's that's a real problem. Um, listen, there there are so many classified documents and so many people now who have uh, classified uh, security clearances. Um, you know, I, <laughs> we, you know, we 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 have a lot of young people who come through the Philos Project, and I would say you know, probably every six months I get, you know, requests uh, for, you know, somebody who's applying to some job that requires security clearance. And, you know, I'm asked about my relationship with them and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it, it, there are, I I heard something like 2.2 billion uh, uh, top secret documents right now uh, in, in U S possession. And, and, um, it's It's just there's a lot that could get leaked out there um my my guess is or I hope that you know they find out who did this and and they they will be um punished
0: hmm. yeah, I think that um this is the conversation in my house, like okay, how come we don't already know? I mean, there is a digital footprint to everything, so how come we don't already know um who? who leaked these documents and you know and aren't we good enough looking at the surrounding materials of the of the photographs that are taken of this material like aren't we good enough to figure out where that is and i'm saying to myself yeah there probably are people that are good enough at that i i am not among them um let's take you i think i think
2: also though carmen is that you know our perception of you know how you know the the, they like the intelligence community operates tends to come from movies. Movies, like our you I know, know forensic, our our understanding of forensics comes from CSI, right? right. And it's a little, it's not quite you know like. You know, perhaps it's that advanced, but also perhaps it's not. <laughs> like,
0: no, right. I mean, surely there's a reflection of the eyeball of the person who took the picture. If we could see it in the back of the spoon that's laying next to the shoe on the exactly, floor. I know. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's you're, how you find you're exactly it. That's, right.
2: how they, yeah. that's how they're going to catch them.
0: That's how they're going to catch them. Yeah. Probably they're going to catch them because they're going to tell somebody. Because keeping this kind of secret about um, something naughty that you did is actually really, really hard to do. Um, yeah,
2: especially if you're doing it on Minecraft.
0: Well, yeah. And your name's Steve. All right, uh, Luke, as always, thank you so very much. Always a delight to catch up with you. Um, thank you for, you know, the way that you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening around the world and um, and helping us to bring the mind of Christ to bear on all of it. We appreciate your friendship.
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Carmen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's Luke Moon. You can find him at philosproject.org. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Yeah, somebody on the text line asking uh, any updates on the leaked uh, the leak from the Supreme Court of the United States. No, I don't have anything new on that. And um, and neither does the Googler. Um, Apparently, the um, Homeland Security secretary has reviewed the Supreme Court's probe into last year's unprecedented uh, leak of uh, a draft of what has now become the Dobbs decision. And um, yeah, there's uh, no there, there. There's no, there's nothing there to report. Um, so <clears throat> they've been paid a million dollars for their services, uh, apparently, to investigate. And yeah, they don't know anything. They they don't they don't know anything about who leaked that. Um, all right, we're gonna have another hour together here next. Um, we are going to talk about um, the <clears throat> the reality of, of guns in America. I know. And you immediately responded to that. Like you had a visceral reaction, even just to my saying that. Uh, and so we're going to talk about the official end of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, what does that mean? And we're also going to talk about the conversations that are happening across the country related to guns. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith,